0: Welcome to the 11th Hour, a weekly Rancid podcast. Uh, I'm Sam Melanchon of debacco Records.
1: I'm Brad Rose from Foxy Digitalis.
0: Every week we uh, pick a song up from Rancid's discography and uh, we talk about it and our complicated feelings about song and Rancid and life. <laughs> uh, this week was my pick and I picked Backslide off of Life Won't Wait.
1: I said, just take your dreams away, One out the crowd. At the end of the day, you're alive, you're lost, and you can't turn the clock around. I said, oh my God, you can have it result I want you, but I miss your shot. You'll let yourself get all kinds of danger, shouldn't be gonna get cocked? I like you the of in And
0: So yeah, so Backslide, smack dab in the middle of Life Won't Wait, the 1998 album. Uh right sort of at the peak of rancid's uh popularities it's the follow-up album to it now from the wolves uh it we've talked a little bit about it it's sort of their their i really like thinking about it as their victory lap record where they have the money from the first record and they just go record in a bunch (laughs) of different places i'm almost certain this one was recorded in uh, new orleans uh, Bob Ludwig mastered it, which is the guy you go to if you want have a lot of money. You know, basically right. he's mastered everything <laughs> right. on the planet, you know. Uh, it just is a big, beautiful sounding record with a lot of ideas in it. Some of them good, some of them bad. And um, there's some guest musicians. There's horns on this song. Uh, the one that jumps out to me is Dave Hilliard from The Slackers, which mm-hmm. at some point we'll kind of talk about how he has this running group of, like, he has to have his, like, in his pocket... Scar or reggae band so that when he wants to do something with a ska or reggae band he kind of has one that's like kind of beholden to him as his background players uh it's a pattern that he's had and yep. right now is right when they were picking up with Vic ruggiero and the slackers who's all they're all over this record um but dave hilliard's the saxophone player from that band um backslide is uh seem i i kind of had an idea of what the song was in my mind when I picked it, because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's that Soul Rave Up song, and it's about backsliding. And I had a memory of a interview that I could not find that was him talking about some of the songs oh, really? on this record being about him backsliding a little bit. And, the, like, the basically the grace that people around him gave him when he messed up. Because, you know, a lot of his story up to that point was he was a recovered guy. Right. And it's this, you know, there is some truth to, like, there is, like the first time you backslide first or second time you backslide as a addict, you actually get a lot of derision, but like, I'm an addict, you know what I mean? Like, like, what are you talking about? Like, like the, that tends to be people's, uh, you know, reaction to a backsliding person. But um, I actually couldn't find that and revisiting the song, it feels more like a parable of somebody going to Hollywood and that there's junkies and dealers everywhere and you're done with the parties and you're sitting at the bus stop and you're like, Fuck man. like it kind of has this disillusion and i couldn't really tell if it was about huh. him or about this larger idea
1: yeah see i always thought it was more about like the industry and
0: like yes there is 100%. especially like the
1: like the um, you know the junkie's been dealing with, but this time the drugs are
0: you and I ain't gonna I, stop till they get where they want yeah. uh, you know like one hundred percent, like I, th- but that still to me could be the Hollywood tearing people up, yeah, parable versus, um, L.A. Hollywood music, all those things tearing people up, or a hel- I just couldn't tell if it was a personal version of that or right explicitly. More. I'm sure it's both, right? But like explicitly personal or more implicitly, you know, like uh, you know, this is what happens. It's a very L.A. song, right?
1: Right. Uh, yeah, and you know, I thought. I- speaking about the lyrics and the bridge, like Lars bridge, I thought like, obviously there's, there's kind of like the obvious straightforward meaning, Mm -hmm. but I also was kind of thinking about it in the context of like this record. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, everyone rancids like this three chord punk band, right? That's what they, that's what everybody like has them pigeonholed at. And people get a lot of people got mad when they didn't, when they did this record i think if i remember right oh, yeah. um and so i i i, I don't know i kind of like that sort of double meaning in there i don't even know if it's probably not necessarily i mean it, way, but, whether or not no. it
0: is it, it's a worth worthy talking point because yes his his bridges have you ever been haunted by your past and he's he's really trying hard for lars man that's he, he really full thing
1: yeah, like, he really kind of puts himself out there on that. because it's Yeah, um, I mean,
0: it's like he's right on the edge of it being, like, he was missing a little bit. But, like, I think it's just like, yeah, he found the edge of his, you know, his abilities. A, and it actually is a pretty nice little, because the song itself, like, I, you said you had some thoughts on this song, uh, which now has me all co- interested. Because to me, coming back to that song and listening to it a lot, I always just really appreciated that there's sort of this dual thing for me of, like, they get pegged as being the ska punk band, right? Yeah. They have very few ska songs in their discography. Right. Well,
1: and I, you know, the thing one of the things I love about this song is so like my big overall take about this is that I think this, you know, there's like there's tiers of rancid songs, right? Yep. This is like top fucking tier. This okay, is, good. Okay. This is like I mean this has somehow in the past week become probably one of my like ten favorite rancid songs. I absolutely, I love <laughs> it. Um It's but, it's. Go ahead. Sorry. So back to yeah. So back to the ska thing. I, I love so the character like kind of character and like tone of the horns is so that prototypical ska kind of. Mm-hmm. But it, I love that it's in the context of a song that is
0: not that at all. It's this soul rave up song, right? Yeah. Like it's a party soul song. Right?
1: I kind of, like, so I, one of my notes on I think it's like Springsteen-esque.
0: Oh yeah, big time. Like, this whole album in general has this big, I mean them in general, I think, right. like the Springsteen vibe. But yes, you're very right with like that sort of like. And like
1: the E Street Band. Like I can, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm like picturing like Steven Van Zandt like singing this song with <laughs> yeah. like Tim and Lars and it doesn't seem out of place.
0: No, not at all. And I think there is this sort of like continuation of love for, there's a type of person that comes to like Joe Strummer's music, yeah, this music and Springsteen, sees sees a continuum. You know what I mean? And they get this one sort of working class singer songwriter yeah. vibe from it. It's, and it's funny that like a lot of Springsteen stuff are these sort of solely rave ups, you know, kind of right. Like, and you're right that this is and and this is another time. I think we're gonna do this for so much of this thing of like, why was this a one off? Yeah. Well, and I wonder. You know,
1: it's interesting because you were talking about in the intro how like Life Won't Wait is sort of the, the at their peak, right? It was yeah. so, and admittedly indestructible. Maybe throws a bit of a wrench in this, but it also feels like it's also the beginning of their decline. It not musically, but as far as, um, I don't know. I mean, were the, I don't think they were ever this big again, were they?
0: Yeah, it's the apex, right? Like, I I think that there's this, like, more and more I'm like shuffling the sort of like almost like the career arc graph in my head because it's where I always think of things. And it's like, yes, you get this huge burst from Alec and the Wolves, and then it's this like they're on the top of the world and they do Life Won't Wait, and the people who like it like, and the people who don't are kind of like, I still love Ranted. There's songs on this I like. You know, it would be hard pressed to be like if you were a Ranted fan before to like throw out this. You know like this opens with blood clot you know like there's just yeah there's so many good songs on this and i actually am kind of an apologist for most of this album i don't think there's a lot of i like the clunkers too you know what i mean um my opinion on this album has changed
1: drastically in the
0: last two months that we've been doing there however long <laughs> we've been doing it because so much success yeah i, I mean it. and
1: this i yeah i i just i can't get over how freaking good this song is
0: it's such a great little song and it it's so, um, I was kind of telling you that like, it's so pleasing Yeah. and it's just kind of roll. It's got this like laid back open air feel when the horns kind of laid back in midway through, mm-hmm. um, like we're well, right before they go back into the chorus. And like, I think that's like halfway through the song. I just love it. And I, I kept trying to sit and listen and sort of dissect the song. And every time I did, I started doing something else because I was just kind of bopping along, dancing, like, having right. some time. And it goes by like that. It's not the shortest Rancid song by any stretch of the edge. It's like three minutes long. But very quickly, it's it's also very much paired with the song that follows up. To me, they feel like a pair. Absolutely. When I think of the arc of this record. And who would have thought it's this song that... I I totally get why a lot of people would fucking hate that song. And it's about, oh, great, your child bride. But, like... Um, like that combination they almost Child feel like one big song. hey man i know i know i just it hurts it, i so know. like so the, you know the it is weird how much those two songs feel like they kind of got
1: well and even just like sonically thematically... like sonically like they because I, I did the same thing like i was listening to it and the, there were times i wouldn't even like it would be halfway through um
0: who would have thought? Yeah, yeah. who
1: would have thought? And I was like, "Oh shit, we're on the next song. I need to be paying attention to the one before it." Um, yeah,
0: a hundred percent.
1: But yeah, I I I was at that point like I I just put it on like this song on repeat, and probably I would just,
0: I it's so did, good. I never got sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a good. It's a it's literally a bop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 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 this song is a. This is classic. Why do I love Rancid? Why do I have a good time with Rancid? What when do I think they're doing their best work? It's like it's kind of this streetwise, interesting yeah. story about disillusionment. It has the sad thing that most pop punk can't come close to. It's got this, like you said, like Springsteen sort of vibe, and um, and the they went and used their money and paid really good session musicians. Yeah, and, and like. It's an album where it's
1: it clearly cost a lot of money to make this record, but they absolutely got their money's worth and then some.
0: Yeah, it, like and, there's a and, lot of
1: records you hear where it's you know you'll read about like the budget or whatever, and it's and you sit and listen to it, and think, "Why the fuck did they spend all this money?" But <laughs> and it was all not... on drugs in the studio, <laughs> right, <or something, laughs> right? Right? right. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean. And on this record, it's I mean you hear it, it's
0: it's obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's also. I always think of this album as him getting over just not giving a fuck about his own voice you know what i mean like he was mm-hmm. trying so many things and failing like this one has those really like puberty like blah, things you know like on it and well and, and, and
1: lars even kind of gets there on the course for that i mean we were talking not the course the bridge i mean the bridge yeah exactly it's like, um yeah. i mean listening to it on headphones and like and really listening close on that uh the first half of that bridge he is struggling but not in a uh, it it does, in a, Not in a way that bothers me It kind of adds like, to the
0: song He's pushing, you know what I mean? Have you ever been a day? talking about arc but yeah like so the theme is let's try all these things and a lot of people compare it to sandinista but Sandinistas for the clash which is sort of they had these similar arcs of like punk Mm -hmm. slightly less punk than this art rock band right and like and then funny enough both of them also went kind of conservative back afterwards um but like really this is their london calling i think like this is their Mm. this is their like expand slight expansion of the sound you know and it and it's like a big heavy double record you know it's it's got a lot of things but it's sequenced brilliantly you know as we've talked about mm-hmm. rancid seems to sequence really well and it just I think this deserves so much love and I just think more and more I'm going this run from outcome the wolves to 2000 is the rancid run you know what I mean like I am I love let's go I have a lot of feelings for let's go right no I, I, I would not hand it to anybody today. It would be like way low on the list of things I'd be like, oh, if you want to get into ranted, listen, let's go. I yeah. I just wouldn't. No, at this point. I, yeah, I yeah, no, I mean,
1: I I agree with that. I because yeah, I mean, for a long time it was like, let's go and out come the wolves for me, but no, yeah. I don't disagree because it's especially, um, I mean, in in recent years it's been uh, in outcome the wolves and rancid 2000 and this was kind of this weird murky area for me because i just like this came out what 98 is that 98 yeah um so i was in my second year of college and i was not paying any attention to what the you know it was it was so far off my radar i mean I, i think i listened to it a couple times but um and i think that was the year no, not, yeah, there was a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> Ninety nine was when I dropped out of college, just beginning. of Ninety nine, got it, got it. Got it. Uh, but yeah, so coming back to it, and especially thinking of it in between those two records, I mean, yeah, that's that that is a three record run that is, I mean, a they're great the great records, but they're also they have they're so different, you know, like yeah, all,
0: there's this like really crisp. Poppy, sad emo, right, you know, like really beautiful like like little gems of songs on an outcome the wolves, right? You know? Yeah. And then there's like, okay, the aperture is so wide now. We're gonna do everything, we're gonna sound amazing, we're gonna get yeah. everybody gonna tra- we know on we're the We're gonna record travel the place. world. We're travel gonna, the world. Yeah. Court all over the place. Get kind of like worldly in mm-hmm. there's like there's this kind of you know, there's this huge crash back to this conservatism that happens around right after Rancid two thousand. Yeah. Um, there's some records that are abhorrently close-minded and shitty coming from this group. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. From Transplants to the Viking fucking record to like, <laughs> there's some bad stuff here, right? Like the world was also kind of shitty and music was allowing was a, a lot of shittiness. You it was know? a
1: really fucking... Like 98 sign. was the
0: last good year of music before 2003, basically, right? Like, like there was this huge gap of like, yeah. pop culture is about to take a nosedive. People are rich uh nothing there's no war (laughs) happening yet you know like there there there's this weird kind of uh clinton idealism happening right now in in the world and i'm you know uh in like barely in high school probably and um i love 98 for this like everybody kind of did their like get out of their box record you know who were big in like the 90s i always really really associate the the album that I went and bought and was like, okay, this is my Beastie Boys album it was Hello Nasty, which is very similar in my mind where it's just they yeah. just took, they just opened the the floodgate and just said every idea is is allowed. What year did, and, o-
1: what year did okay computer come out? That was like one, one year seven. before. Yeah, okay. So I mean, it's the same kind it's the of same
0: chunk of time. You're yeah. exactly right. This is the post 90s. Two waves of 90s things. And then this is the sort of everybody has their money and their budget and they go a little crazy, you know, interesting. Even like blur was interesting around this time like there's this weird thing where not interesting bands suddenly got interesting you know what i mean <laughs> like it's true like you go like i'm not saying go listen to blur today right. but like there's this funny pattern of if you look at the 97 98 99 sort of class like that's when the more interesting even things i i actively dislike you would say their most interesting records like that's the Marilyn manson glam record that's the right. um yep you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's this sort of openness to the ideas well, that it, and I really yeah, like.
1: Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I started going down a, a Radiohead rabbit hole online here. Life's really, really quick while you are talking. Just, but as it, sort of like parallel thing, So it's like they did OK Computer in 97 mm-hmm. and then Kid A in 2000. And you look at, you know, Life Won't Wait and then Rancid. You know, I don't know. It's kind of, because it's, I mean, obviously, Radiohead is very different and I'm not, um, I'm going to talk about Radiohead. I should go get my wife because, like, that's her favorite band (laughs) ever. But, um, but it it just, to me, it highlights what a fucking weird time.
0: It was a very weird time. And, yeah, 100%. And I'm more than happy to talk about Radiohead on our Ransom podcast anytime you want. (laughs) Speaking of which, I made my first connection, which is Bob Ludwig did, you know, a couple Radiohead records and Ransom. And this, yeah, there you go. There you go. (laughs) I figured that out this week. Uh, yeah, I just, it's, I don't know. Like, this is, to me, talking, going back to sort of that career arc, this is them at the plateau, and them opening the aperture so wide and going, everything is allowed. Yeah. And I wanted even more, right? Like, I wanted, we've talked about this a lot, right? And and I love Rancid 2000, but it's such, a, like, an interesting bubble of, like, and then they did this, and that's kind of the button, And but, like, you really need Life on Weight and 2000 to tell the whole story. Right? Right? Absolutely.
1: Especially, I mean, because 2000 was at least, I mean, it was such a reaction to, it seems like it's hard to,
0: it's hard to spin it any other way. Right. Like, like, okay, we did that huge record. Now we're just going to sit with each other and do this like, like, you know, sort of record. And not, not only
1: did like, we did this huge record and, and I don't think it was like universally acclaimed.
0: No, I think it was critically acclaimed, and then most fans were like, "Oh, this is their weird reggae record, right?" Yeah, and I
1: and so in in that context too, like Rancid two thousand feels more, well, well, fine, fuck you!" Like we're gonna, but which is
0: so funny to me. I fully agree with what you're saying, and that's the truth. <laughs> but what's so funny to me is two thousand feels so much more experimental. To oh, I know. Me. I know, that's
1: yeah. I th- it's, but I think
0: to most people, it's like, "Oh, that's their roots record," you know, like
1: yeah. But it, I mean, it it takes the experimentalism of life won't wait and kind of puts it through this prism of it's like it, crust punk you know yeah it's like, I mean, crust it's, punk. It's, like I mean, it's the life won't wait that's yeah like squatting in the
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly it's just anything. like we're gonna write it in two days on you know it feels like it was written by a bunch of people on speed and then like <laughs> you know squatting in some like yeah like european level, yeah you know like it really does but like it has song structures that are very interesting but it has this overarching like like pointed focus right 2000 for the most part other than the one song we've covered right yeah
1: but and i think a lot of a lot of the the kind of weird ideas on were born out of this record
0: yeah i'm sure the expansion that comes from life won't wait like creates the the focus of 2000 right like you don't you don't get there without one without the other you know and as we've talked about like if Rance had stopped at 2000 that
1: <laughs> it's like one of the all-time great run like
0: yeah exactly and you know we're we're dipping our toes into sort of the later stuff for a long time for both of us you know indestructible was sort of off limits though we're starting to find value in it and like yeah. i haven't even attempted for the other ones but um <laughs> but like it is this weird tragedy of like you know not to be a broken record but like I think there's something so beautiful about Life Won't Wait, and I think, um, I, I think it's one of another one of those times where it's like, I really would love to see them fulfilling the promise of these records. You know, it's in a lot of ways, this the, was it's the, the sli- fulfillment,
1: it's the sliding doors moment. Yeah, right? exactly. I'm like,
0: imagine if after this record they
1: leaned even more is into it like into what if all his.
0: Hip hop and like weird psyche stuff from Let Me Go, and like all that stuff was just allowed to exist inside of Rancid. And they kept bringing mm. people in and they kept they did their Sandinista, right? Like they did their art, yeah. downtown record, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I kind of like why not for the loss of that, <laughs> you know? Why did we get transplants and Skidhead Rob and not, yeah, you know, and maybe this is the limits of where they, they felt comfortable, and obviously, Tim kept wanting to go in this direction and they've let him do it a little bit but for the most part he does that via Hellcat and his weird like you know puppet yeah. mastering of like the interrupters and things like that but like the and you know his pers- his solo records probably the closest follow up to this record in a lot of ways but like there is we've talked about there's an alchemy with Rancid and the three voices and the three yep. songwriters um you just it
1: just doesn't even when he does that on his own it just it's not it doesn't the feel
0: same. the same you know yeah. and so I, I love this record, and I sort of, I thought I was going to come out of this process of like going like, uh, maybe life won't wait's more cringy than I remember it, and it's like no, this record, <laughs> this song is so good. Oh, the last thing I want to say about life won't wait. not that we have to pick everything in the life won't wait, I I don't know if you'll agree, but I think rancid covers are pretty bad. Oh yeah, on there, balance,
1: I remember. Gosh, uh, there was one that came out last year or something. Was, I think it was maybe an outcome. The wolves. I don't know, but somebody. I'm, a friend of mine sent it to me. And he's like, "Oh man, I think this is pretty good. I think some of these are even better than the originals." I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" And then I listened to it. I was like, "No, dude, this is come on."
0: Oh no, hold on. I'm talking about album covers. Oh, sorry. I thought we. Were, okay. No, no, totally valid. But like, yeah, album uh, covers. Okay, oh yeah. Album, Let okay. me just restate that. I don't, like, Al- if we yeah. can, yeah, yeah. I'll edit that out. I probably won't. So the one that. thing I want to say is that like about this record was that. In general, Rancid album covers—the album image—is they're pretty bad. Like yeah. they're pretty universally boring, and they're just super generic. Rancid, bad to to fine. of the Worlds is very iconic, but if you look at it, it's kind of a mess. Um, I think this one's so such a like Rancid, like God damn it, Rancid thing of I think this cover is one of the most like interesting moving kind of like you can put it up against old neil young covers and like all like like i think it looks it has this brilliant you know yeah motion character sitting and then it's got the great you know weird skull that is super iconic and then they put the worst text treatment i've ever seen on top of it and it just breaks my heart and on uh, on the album title on the album yeah. type uh, the Life of Wayne has this very generic yeah. kind of, I'm like, and pasty, right now, and, it, and it's, no, it's like, it's such a, like, you, you get in your own way, I mean, it's probably, it's kind of of the time, you know what I mean? Like, sure. it's one of those things where in the moment it probably looks kind of cool, but like, it looks so bad Photoshop to me now. And like, yeah, like, the, the back of it on the original disc and and that cover, these large photos that he took, really evoke... Like I feel like they really thought they were trying to get in the pantheon of like great rock records, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, and I feel like even that cover, they put more effort into that cover than they've put into like um, every, every other one cover. combined, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and it it has meaning and it has all this life to it, and it and it's like, again, why why not more of this? Like, what? Like what was so great about this moment? And it probably was they were young, they were successful, the the world was kind of in a great place, and they were, they were feeling like they, you know, they had all this, you know,
1: you yeah. know. I'm sure there
0: was all sorts of bad and good things happening, but like, I, you know, why not more of this sort of soulful rave up? Why not more of, you know, this, I, all the things that they were trying? You know, I think they that's were successful. Kind of a,
1: an interesting. You said how it's. All of it's kind of just it's like this great rock record, right? Mm-hmm. um And it seems like that's kind of what, that's what they were going for. And mm-hmm. it's you know, this goes back to something we've talked about a lot, but it, and it, it makes me think like listening to this record, it and and especially like the trajectory from like let's go to out and out of the wolves and this. They wanted that's kind of what they were they wanted to be like. I think it was like they didn't want to just be this punk band. Yeah. And then but it you know, so they put out the maybe record. some
0: different members felt differently about Well that
1: too. yeah, and that could be but and then I don't you know, it just wasn't received that way and it was like the and you guy, yeah, you know, you think about it in the context of the song and the bridge and the lyrics and, the lyrics and what he's talking about, but it's like, it's like people wouldn't let them be you know, they they are so in this like they're so pigeonholed as this punk band that I don't know. It's like the world like won't let them like out of street it. street punk band, right? Like,
0: which is even more like, like narrow, hardcore, <laughs> narrow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and so yeah, I think I think whether or not that's meant, I think that's a great read of the song in in the context of this sort of. Yeah, what, and just what I mean, happened here.
1: And and just I'm looking at the cover now and it's like, man, if you remove that I mean I you know, I'm a person who always loves album covers that have no text on it, but god, if mm-hmm. you just remove the album cover, you could even leave the like the logo's fine. Um yeah. Oh my god. I yeah. mean that's yeah, it's fantastic.
0: And it's Yeah, and and then they it's another one of those times where it's like what? what was the alchemy on this record? You know, like why was this one elevated in a certain way? Not, not in, you know, they had other great records, right. Good in different ways, but this one has this sort of, I guess it's the record where they were trying real hard. Yeah. Maybe that's hard. Maybe that's not fun to do all the time. You know what I mean? So like,
1: yeah, I mean, it's very clear that they are really pushing themselves. um, Oh yeah. And you know, yeah, I mean, that's, um, that can be exhausting but, <laughs> um, but hey, yeah, that's, I, I would argue that, like I mean, listening to some of the performances on rancid 2000, that sounds exhausting too. So, yeah. um, but, you know, but, but yeah, I'm um, I'm really glad like, you picked this song. Cause like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know that I would have gone back and listened to this song and then listened to the, like as much as I did without it. And I'm, like this is top 10 rancid for me like (laughs) it's so fucking good
0: yeah people should check this one out it's a hidden gem in their discography it's like right in the middle of the record that's huge and like it slides right by and you're like yeah and it's i I think it's a great run of song
1: like that oh uh, yeah i mean like well i'm not i won't start talking about the other songs around it because we'll leave those for those episodes but
0: um yeah it's a good one all right
1: Okay. So this is the point where I would normally announce my pick for next time, but next episode we are going to have our first guest. I was going to say guest host, but I don't, I mean, I don't, whatever. It doesn't matter. So um, our friend Josh Mason, who is a really great experimental artist makes really fantastic records. He and I had a band together called old surfers at one time, but he and I, we've, we've had a lot of conversations about rancid and lookout and, that kind of era of punk um he was a big fan grew up with it too so he gets the pick and he's told me the pick so i know the pick but this is sam's first time hearing it so for next week we're going to stick with life won't wait Mm. but we're going to talk about the intro
0: oh that's (laughs) so brilliant (laughs) Oh, that's great. Good job, Jots. That's great. And he uh, and he, a, he a, told a,
1: me he has, like, some whole angle on it, so I'm really... And okay. I have no idea what it is, so I'm excited. to see. Well,
0: I'm excited for that. So, yeah. normally this would be your pick, and next week's going to be your pick. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm... For everybody, I'm... This is... You don't know about this. <laughs> okay. I have a challenge for you. Okay. You know, take whatever you're going to pick, throw it into the future. Okay. I have a challenge for you, and I will do this challenge with you. Oh Jesus. Okay. I need you to pick, listen to and pick the best song from Let the Dominoes Fall. And, and like the as far I've rolled through it a couple of times, as far as I can tell it's the worst ranted record by <laughs> Leaps and Bounds. I I have no idea what the best song is. Okay. I have no I I tried this really quickly. It's it's going to be a real challenge, right? Okay. I will also pick one Okay. If we have the same one, if we come up to the same place, which sometimes we're really in lockstep, so we we might yeah. pick the same one. We'll just do an episode. If we don't, my following episode will be my track.
1: Okay, so we may be doing two. We might the be doing two falls.
0: you know, we might lose all of our oh, yeah. listeners. All the momentum
1: we're building is gonna get momen- thrown I'm, in the track. I'm just
0: putting it straight into the dirt. Uh no, I, like I, I think this will be a delight and a great punishment for both of us (laughs) Uh, delight for the listeners punishment for us complete punishment can you find a shining what like even if it's horrible just what in relative state is best the best song from that record
1: okay so yeah what I'm gonna have to do now as soon as we wrap this up is I'm gonna have to go listen to it because I've I don't think I have listened to it from beginning to end since Mm -mm. the first time I listened to it
0: I remember. Um, are we doing the literally yoga? getting three songs into it when it came out and turning it off? <laughs> yeah, are we I've never doing, done that with a Rancid record in my life. Are we you know doing I mean?
1: the regular
0: version or the deluxe version? Is the deluxe version, the one with the acoustic. <laughs> yeah, none of like, those are good. Uh, no, I don't think any of those are good. No, uh, main album. <laughs> okay. Let I always want to call it "Roll the Dice." It's "Let the Dominoes Fall." Maybe I'll just start calling it "Roll the Dice." Uh, We're gonna roll the dice. And yeah, find and let the, best, the dominoes fall. And see what <laughs> And yeah, and so we'll see if what, if we see, come up with the same one. And so that's in com- two episodes from now. We got Josh next week. Yeah. And then Yep. Yeah. Okay. And this and this could
1: ultimately be the demise of our entire podcast. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Awesome. Okay, God. I'm a little terrified, but I'm excited. It's gonna be hilarious. Um Maybe maybe there'll be a surprise. I yeah, don't think who so. Who
0: knows? Maybe we'll come around on some stuff. Yeah. I have my Doubt it, but <laughs>
1: Well, uh, with that, everybody, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at Rancid Pod. And next week, we'll see you with Josh Mason. All right, have a good week, Sam.
0: Hey, bro. See